You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 39. When I first started my business, it felt like a happy accident. I enjoyed selling my jewelry in person, but I knew I would soon be transitioning to an online business. I had a lot of learning to do along the way, and today I'll share some steps that you can take to be sure that your online shop is started off on the right foot. Be sure to check the show notes. I'll have a printable available just in case you want to follow a guide. Step number one, the first thing you'll want to consider doing when you're looking to start your online shop is to do a detailed name search. If you're lucky enough to find your URL is still available, search to ensure that the social media handles that you plan on using are also available. A little side note on the social media handles. Please don't feel like you need to post to all of them. For now, just secure the handles of the most popular sites or the ones that you visit most often. Once you get going, you'll know which ones you'll want to post to. Even if you're never going to post to a specific social media platform, it's still nice to have that name secured so that another business doesn't pop up with your name on it. It would be best if you try to secure the same name on your social media site as your URL and business name. Your customers will have a much easier time finding you if all of the names are the same on all of the platforms. Step number two, be sure to file your FBN or DBA in your state. FBN stands for fictitious business name and DBA is doing business as. Once you've filed your name, I would recommend visiting www.uspto.gov to secure your name as a trademark. I waited almost eight or nine years to do this and slowly the name Willow and B started to pop up in more and more places. My jewelry has been sold in all 50 states at a national retailer and throughout Europe. In no time at all, someone might find your new business name catchy enough and decide that they want to use it too. Taking this extra step sooner than later will make a big difference. Step number three, file your business as an LLC or sole proprietor or whatever fits your business model best. This is a great place to hire an accountant for some sound advice. You'd be surprised at the clarity that you'll get in your decision and you don't want to regret that at tax time either. Even if you file your own taxes, selecting the best option for your business can help you to know what you need to track, what you're allowed to write off, and how best to avoid getting into the mess of digging for supporting receipts that you threw away. And also a little side note on this, I like to use the same credit card for all of my business transactions. So this way I know at the end of the year, once I pull that last yearly statement, that contains all of my business expenses. Step number four, the beloved contract. I know this one is tedious, but in the end, it'll save you a lot of time. If you're providing a service, you'll want to create a contract that outlines your work terms, the number of hours that you'll be spending on this project, the number of revisions you'll make, etc. For a product-based business, you'll want to define your return policy along with risk of loss policy. In most cases, these terms will be provided for you if you're selling on a large platform. You may or may not have the ability to provide your own policy. If you're looking at starting your own online shop, I highly recommend looking at other business pages similar to yours to get an idea of what is standard. 
Hiring a professional will always pay off in this department, but you'd be surprised at how much is already available on sites like Etsy and Amazon Handmade. I'll give you a scenario that is common when mailing physical products. If you sell a product and it's delivered to the wrong address or never arrives, who will be responsible? I've had this very thing happen in my business. You need to make sure that you spell that out for the customer before they make the purchase. Many platforms assume that you're responsible for the item getting to the customer, even if it was lost in transit. As you may already know, I'm a huge fan of selling on Etsy. I've had over 10 years of selling my jewelry and digital cards there, and to be honest, it is by far the easiest platform to navigate. It takes no time at all to list an item with a smartphone, and really that's how I get most of my products in my shop. To make it easier for you to get started, I'm sharing a link in the show notes for you to open your shop with 40 free listings. That should motivate you to finally take that first step and get your shop online. If you're looking to finally open your store with absolutely nothing to lose, now is the time to try Etsy. Now back to the show. Step number five, file your EIN. Simply put, this is just a tax ID number for your business. You can easily file for it online. The government will need this number to identify your business and you'll need it when it comes to paying your taxes. You'll also need it for step number six. Step number six, my favorite step. Open your business account. After creating a DBA and with your EIN in hand, you're now ready to march into the bank and make this real. I'm not sure why this is my favorite of all the steps, but maybe it's because I was a banker a few lifetimes ago. I remember that job like it was yesterday. But anyhow, you'll want to call your bank first and find out what type of business accounts they offer. There are a lot of great banks out there that don't charge a minimum balance fee. You'll want to look for that, especially when you're first starting out. Once you find the right bank, be sure to ask what supporting documents they need in order to open your account. Step number seven, talk to your insurance agent. You won't need any additional insurance in many cases, but in other instances, you will. I have a friend who runs a service type business and he needs to insure his equipment and carry insurance to cover the independent contractors that he employs at an event. If you're not sure if you need it, do a little research or ask your agent. Step number eight. Okay, maybe this one is my favorite. Determine how much you'll save from each sale or business transaction. Notice I didn't say if you'll save. I can't stress this enough. There are plenty of ways that self-employed business owners can grow their nest egg. Believe me when I say that I learned the hard way that running your business will feel like a thankless job without this step. Make your savings a non-negotiable. In other words, make sure you save without exception every time that you make a sale. Let's say you take 20% from every sale and save it. In due time, that will accumulate and grow. If you wait until the end of the year to save, you'll be missing out on potential compounding interest and don't fall into the trap of not saving until all the debt is paid off. Just like a few small purchases add up to a whopping credit card bill at the end of the month, so will your savings add up. You'll have to believe me here that the sooner you start to save without exception, the sooner you'll begin to see growth. Step number nine, what is your privacy policy? If you plan on collecting emails, and I highly recommend that you do, you'll want to have a section somewhere on your page that explains your privacy policy. There's pretty strict laws on this, and you'll want to be sure you comply. 
Likewise, if you're collecting affiliate income from suggestions that you're making on your page, you need to disclose that information as well. Well, there you have it, my friend, nine steps that you'll need to complete when starting your small business. I know all of these can feel overwhelming, but try to take them one step at a time. I'll provide a printable checklist for you in the show notes. If you follow along and tackle it one step at a time, I promise it will be doable. If you're already running your business, I'd love to hear what has been most helpful for you. If you're just getting started, I would love to know what things you want to learn more about. As always, at the end of the month, I like to take the time to thank you for all of your support. I appreciate the shares, the reviews, and most of all, the time you spend with me. With a little advice from experts, inspirational stories, and some guidance, I hope your small business journey is starting to take shape. And if you're here to see what great offers my amazing guests are offering, you'll be happy to know that I'm creating an email with all the past offers all in one place. This email will be a lifesaver this holiday season. Be sure to sign up to receive your newsletter at www.handmadeceo.com. I'll put a link in the show notes too. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job. 